episode of Fan Fatales. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And this week we're going to be discussing all things Star Wars. We're going to talk about fan theories and we're going to talk about the best and worst moments in uh, like in regards to female empowerment. Plus this is our first episode talking about Star Wars, me and Emma together. Yes, I mean sure I did talk about it with Ashley, Maddie, and Eloise a while back, but Star Wars is what brought us together. I mean technically the Clone Wars musical. But that's still Star Wars, so... True. And we haven't <laughs> talked about it on the show yet, except for, I like, know. minor bits and pieces in other episodes. I know, and I'm, like, so excited to hear your opinions on some of these things that we have written down. Like, yeah. we haven't talked about this at all, you guys. Like, I have no, no idea what she's going to talk about. Like, I'm so excited to talk to Emma about this. Yep. So, do you want to get started? Of course. Awesome. So, before we get on to the rest of the episode, I just wanted to do, like, a little get-to-know-you with some Star Wars-based questions. These are the same questions I asked Ashley, Maddie, and Eloise, so our audience could get to know them better. Awesome. Let's get started. Okay. So, what is your favorite ship, as in relationship? Okay. So, I have two favorites. Okay. Um, My first one definitely has to be Anakin and Padme. They're, like, I don't know. For me, they're, even though it turns out not so great at the end, they're like relationship goals. To yeah, me. they're they're one of my two as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, duh. Um, and the other one, the other one is um, Han and the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> what is this a Drapple situation with Draco and the Apple? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, I really, it's Han and Leia. I mean, they like fight a lot, but it's got that like intensity in the fighting where it's like that passionate fighting, you know, where it's like fight, 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 make out, you know? <laughs> yes. You know exactly. That's exactly how they are. So yeah. for and me, mine that's... is Hera and Kanan from Rebels. Yeah. I love them. Which I haven't seen Rebels yet. <gasps> Sad. Don't come for me. So. <laughs> Um, I just, I just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I just finished Clone Wars not too long ago. So true. I'm just kind of like, you know, trying to yeah from the end of that, you know? Yeah. So speaking of Rebels, the next question is, what is your favorite ship? Which mine is the Ghost, which is the ship from Rebels. And then my second favorite, however, has been the Marauder, which is the Bad Batch's ship. Because Bad Batch That's so funny out. that it's called the Marauder. I know, right? And we have, like, the Marauders from Harry Potter. That's just I so... I love it so much. It, like, looks so cozy. And, like, they each have their own, like, little bunk area that is, like, for them, decorated by them. Wrecker made I one for that. Omega. I love that for them. That sounds amazing. I love it so much. So what's yours? I love that for them. It's gotta be the Millennium Falcon, dude. Always I mean, has been. True. Always will be. It's such a classic. I true. love the Millennium Falcon so much. Just amazing. Yeah. So, what Star Wars character are you most like? Okay. See, this is a difficult question. I, I mean, we like... had to do a mix. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm any one character in particular. Same. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say I'm most like Padme. But, like, if we're gonna, if we're able to mix, then I'd say a little bit of Padme and a little bit of Leia. Just kind of, like, throw them together, you know? Yeah. Whereas mine is Hera, Padme, and Leia, which yeah. is, like, according to Ashley and everyone was major mom friend vibes. And they did bring up the fact that Very much. the Star Wars character that we are most like is obviously our Enigma character. So Ashani for yeah. Ashley, Gabriella for you. 
Well, yeah, if we're including Enigma characters, well, yeah. duh. Duh, it's our characters that it, we literally... It's us. It's us. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just said, I mean, yeah, three times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you tell I'm still loopy from pain meds? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, which is almost everybody, I just had surgery on Thursday, so I'm still a little loopy from from pain meds. And it's meds. Saturday when we're recording this. Yeah, I'm still on some some pain meds that are pretty crazy, and I'm I'm a little little loopy. It's okay. It's okay. So, what? Who is your favorite droid? Minus Chopper, my favorite war criminal. Love him. I mean, I mean, if for those of you who aren't on video, I'm wearing a BD one shirt. I love so, that. Like, I love that so much. BD1 is my favorite. He's He's been my favorite for a while. But, like, if I had to choose from, like, the films and TV shows, probably R2. I'm, I love the classics. Same. That's I, the thing. I, I think I'd have to choose R2 if we were going off of just, like, just the films. movies. Yeah. And I by mean, movies, I'm, I, I know that Chopper is, like, technically canon. And I think we see him in, like, background of something. I think yeah, Rogue he is One. In- yeah, I think so. It's Rogue One. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, I love Chopper. Yeah. I mean, I, I BD, BB-8 is, like, a close second. Oh, yeah. I love BB-8. B- and K2? I mean, K2SO? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I like K2. Or um, oh, IG, the- IG-11. Yeah. Wait, what? The Bad Batch have a gonk droid, and I love it so much. <laughs> I can't remember its name. I don't know. I haven't watched Bad I know, Batch. But they have a gonk droid. Here. Emma's on. looking it up right now. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's gonky. Of- gonky is literally the name of their droid. Gonky? Yeah, like G-O-N-K-Y. I love it. It's like, it's like Kronk, but not. But like... They put so much personality into these tiny little droids. I know, right? And I am here for it. I love Same. that. <laughs> Same. So, what is your kyber crystal color? Okay, here's the thing. I desperately want to say it would be pink or purple because those are like my favorite colors. Like pink. I mean, is my purple is still color. a color. I mean, yeah. I mean, purple is a color. And if you let and- the Mace Windu lightsaber like lose its batteries it turns purple i love it when it yes (laughs) when it loses its batteries for the galaxy's edge ones they turn pink it turns pink i love it i mean i mean okay i would i would really like to say it would be pink or purple but you we know that's probably not gonna happen because you gotta be pretty special to get one of those and i am not i my friends am not a main character so um i'd probably end up with like blue you see i'd probably do green um that's what i chose when i did my lightsaber building at savvy's mm-hmm. workshop in batu east and that's what kana's would have been if i had a green lightsaber when i started making her but fair she she's blue forever now yep kana's my oc for those of you who don't know um, I mean, she could she could lose her lightsaber <laughs> Yeah, but that's too much work to make that storyline, and I'm already Have to having to do her Kyber Order crystal. 66 storyline, so. That's fair. Have you seen those posts that are, like, every time Anakin had to go get a new Kyber crystal with all of the, like, new yes. Jedi, he's just, like, so over it, and they're all excited and terrified, and he's just like, 
Nah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so funny. And if you were, as, and this is our last question, if you were in the Star Wars universe and weren't human, what species would you be? I think you should go first because my answer is kind of stupid. Okay. <laughs> I I said Twi'lek and yeah, it it's going to be a Twi'lek. I know it's basic, but I love them so much. I mean, Harrison Dula, her mom, I forget her mom's name, but we now have seen her mom in canon. Mm-hmm. I love her mom. I'm so surprised much. you didn't say a Togruta. I also would like to be a Togruta, but like also Mac and I, like our good friend Mac, she and I are making um, Jedi OCs right now, and they're going to be Twi'lek Jedis together. That's fun. Master and Padawan. That's cute. Okay, that's uh, okay. Yeah, I am Max uh, Master. Oh, cute. She my Padawan. Aww. I haven't decided what color, but yeah. <laughs> Green. Green. Okay, I know I want to make her have a purple lightsaber. Oh, if she, oh, which is why maybe I'm do like, blue. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm thinking blue, blue. might be better. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to be mistaken for Alyssa Cara, so I'm like. That's trying. true. Yeah. Oh gosh, it, it, it's that's... been hard. That's why I'm like, I don't know. Mm, I will figure yeah. it out at some point. Go with your yeah. answer. <laughs> My answer is really dumb. So. <laughs> Emma's, Emma's cracking up. She thinks my answers are so stupid. And I said, you know, I said, this one's really a hard question. Because as much as I would like to say a Twi'lek, I'm definitely not a, that I'm not a Twi'lek. I'd probably be like a freaking Ewok or like a Jawa or something. I'd also like to be a Pantoran. That's a, that's a, cool. We see them in Clone Wars. Senator T- Tucci. The blue. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> She's cool. I like her. She. she yeah, she's she. cool. Okay, I it's been a while since I've yeah. I mean, um, I just Ashley mentioned it, but it's been a on while. the um Ashley mentioned on the podcast, but she wants to cosplay Tucci. Yes, I yeah. see it. I, do I see it. it. But yeah, I'd probably be an Ewok or a Jawa. I saw this one post forever, forever, forever ago about this dad who took his kids to Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, and they yeah. were all dressed up as Jawas. And they, like, drove around this little wagon and they were, like, stealing props and, like, cones and, like, caution wet floor signs. They put them back, but, like, they were being true Jawas and I I was crying. I thought it was the funniest thing. Well, during Star Wars weekends, you could, like, literally trade with them. Kind of like the pin trading, but, like, other stuff. Yes, I love that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I never did it, but I've seen videos of it. Should we go on to some of the Star Wars fan theories? Yeah, especially because there's so many. So I went on Reddit and I was scrolling through and I only chose three because there were so many. And it was a lot of Bad Batch ones that I were noticing for the beginning, which have already been disproven by like later episodes of the Bad Batch. Yeah, so clearly we can't do those. Plus, I haven't seen Bad Batch yet, so I have no opinions on these. Um, I mean, we do have one that you will barely have an opinion on because it is Rebels, but. I mean, I know enough about Rebels and like at least. Okay. At least as it pertains to the Mortis arc, just because of how much it tied back into Mandalorian. True. I did a lot of research after that episode of Mandalorian because I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. I had a moment where I was just like, what? (laughs) So I did a lot of research reading. So I know, I know enough, you know? Yeah. So I was on call with our lovely editor, Kara, 
when I was starting to look up some of these fan theories, and I mentioned how I needed fan theories and to give me some, and she went, and I quote, quirky freaking Kenobi. I mean, come on. There is no way. Okay. Okay. First of all, there is no way. We No. Because he's not Bo's kid. No. And we never hear or see of any other sibling. Exactly. So They never talk about any other sibling. And we're saying there's no way that he's not Satine and Obi-Wan Kenobi's son. Just because. Just because. He looks way too much like a shaven Obi-Wan, first of all. (laughs) Clearly, he's not going to be Bo-Katan's kid. Because, duh. She is, like, She is, no. No. (laughs) And then... Satine and Bo-Katan never talk about having any other siblings. They don't talk no, about they having a brother. No, they only talk about each talk other. About having a sister. They only talk about each other. So it's like, how in the heck can it be Aunt Satine? You can't say, I'm, I'm air quoting this. Aunt Satine, if there's no other sibling that we ever hear about. I mean, in theory, there could be another sibling that they never discuss, but that wouldn't make any sense at all. No, it wouldn't. Any of the plot <laughs> at all. It really would not. And yeah. It has to be. Yeah. And just like Obi-Wan doesn't be. know. And we're going to find out in the Obi-Wan series. Yes. And Satine, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Yep. I, it, I- guaranteed. Yes. That is hands down one of the most like widely accepted ones, at least as it pertains to Clone Wars. It's yeah. definitely that. Like, Corky is totally Obi-Wan's oh, yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, hands down. No questions asked. And next... <laughs> Like, <laughs> I didn't even write, like, the, like, reasons people think that this was a theory, because no. we both know it, and we know it's yeah. to be true. It's um, totally true. Unlike the next two. Yeah, the next two are debated. I don't actually agree with the next one. Okay, I honestly don't either, but... I, think, I don't think there's enough evidence to support it, but let's get into the, that one. Okay, so Jar Jar was a secret Sith Lord. Yeah, that seems like a load of BS to me. Though, I do think that, like, if he wasn't as hated as he was, like, after Phantom Menace, it could have mm-hmm. been a plot line. But he was yeah. so hated that the fans, that George Lucas decided, we're, no, yeah, no character. I mean, it could be in theory. I think it's just, he's just so dumb. Yeah. I think he's too stupid to be a Sith Lord, in all honesty. Like, I love him as a comedic relief. I think he is so stupid, and it brings me so much joy, especially in the Clone Wars in, like, season one, when they're on, um, (laughs) you know exactly what I'm talking about, when they're (laughs) on Rhodia, and he makes the whole ship fall apart. I think that's, and he, like, scoops up C-3PO with the giant magnet, and, like, he goes swimming in the water and just disappears. I don't know why. I think that scene is hysterical. That one kills me every single time. Yeah. But, um, like, the big reason <laughs> of this theory is that he's really close with Palpatine and is the one to convince the entire Senate to give him emergency powers, which led to the fall of the Republic. Again... I chalk that up to him just being an idiot. True. And not knowing. Plus, plus, okay, who else at that time, who at that time was actually suspicious of Palpatine? A very True. small group of people, right? Like, the people yeah. that were like, this isn't right. It was like, Padme. Bale. Bale, yeah. Senator Organa, like, that's it. Mon Mothma. <laughs> yeah. 
some of the Jedi, they were a little sus, but not really. No. Like, I True. think the most, the one who was most sus was probably Obi-Wan. He was probably like, mm, I don't know, man. True. But like, you know, nobody else knew. So it was like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think that's concrete enough evidence just because Jar Jar is just so stupid. <laughs> that's my only reasoning is he's just too stupid. He's not smart enough to do this. He can't think of this stuff. <laughs> True. And I mean, you have been watching the movies well on I know. Like, bedlock after yeah. your surgery. Well, I've literally just been sitting on my couch watching Star Wars. So like, I'm, this is fresh in my mind. I was just watching this Very being like, true. wow, he is an idiot. Yeah. So. so <laughs> that's it. That's all I have to say. Honestly, same. Um, The next one is that there is a Mortis art continuation with Ahsoka Tano and Ezra Bridger from Rebels. For those of you who do not remember mm-hmm. the Mortis arc, it shows the struggle between the daughter, the light side of the Force, and the son, the dark side of the Force, for control over the Force, with the father in between them, creating the balance. Yes, I do remember that. And the artwork for that those that arc is just beautiful. I love the daughter so much. Right? And at the end of this arc, the daughter gives her life to save Ahsoka, which causes Ahsoka to have the life essence of the daughter. This is shown mm-hmm. with Morai, which is her female owl thing. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see it if you pay really close attention in The Mandalorian. When she's first introduced and you're like looking through those trees, like just before she's introduced, you can see Morai. Morai and I mean, you can tree. see her with it during Rebels. Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit more, like, in your face. In, yeah. in The Mandalorian, they drop, I think they drop Morai in as, like, a little hint as to, like, ooh, it's Same. Ahsoka, ooh, yeah. you know? And uh, Morai has spiritual ties to the daughter and is now following mm-hmm. around Ahsoka, as we mentioned, because the daughter gave her life essence to save Ahsoka's life. So the idea with this theory is that the son's life essence was transferred to Ezra through the Sith holocron, making Ezra the reincarnation of the son. During that season, he discovers the Sith holocron, opens it with Darth Maul, and then starts using the knowledge of it to, like, learn more about the Force, and then starts, like, using the dark side more and more, which causes his master, Kanan, to be like, um, hold up, what's going on here? Yeah, and takes it be, away. I'd be pretty upset if I found out that my Padawan was starting to, like, turn to the dark side, Yeah, too. because, like, Ezra, in the first season, he does have, like, a dark side moment. But, like, mm-hmm. he's also, like, 14 and, like, five lessons in to being a Jedi. Yeah. This is him, like, fully, like, knowing what this artifact is and being like, that. I want to learn from that. Hmm. Um... And the thought is that Kanan is the reincarnation of the father with his connection to both wolves and always trying to keep Ezra in balance with the light side. I kind of see where it could come from. I I can see it too. I want to see in the Ahsoka show when we do get Ezra, Mm -hmm. because it's confirmed casting that we have Ezra and Thrawn. And it's Mina Mazad who played Aladdin in the live-action Aladdin movie. Yeah, is going to play I love Ezra. Him. Yes, and I'm so excited. And then the actual voice actor for Thrawn is playing. Oh, Thrawn. that's awesome! Yeah, that's really cool. That made me very happy for both casting choices. I mean, granted, when I saw it, I was just like, "Oh, that's cool." There's 
girl yeah. in it. Cool. Like, I didn't so, really actually read it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if we're going to get them in the Ahsoka show, and if we get more signs of that, mm-hmm. of him being I the think, son, yeah. then it will be more concrete. I do believe Kanan is the reincarnation of the father, though, because mm-hmm. the Loth wolves are very important to his story. I don't want to really yeah. spoil that part, but... <laughs> I mean... I see where it's coming from. I just don't think there's enough evidence to... to True. To Again, it. I'd I mean, like to see more evidence before I, like, fully believe it, but I can yeah. see the beginnings of it. Yeah, like, a lot of people still believe that Anakin was the incarnation of the sun. Yeah. Which I kind of believe, but not really. I I don't know. Yeah, same. I feel like this is kind of like the um, the three brothers theory with Harry Potter. Yeah, it's kind of fuzzy. It can be anybody, and until it's more is, like, yeah, more pieces are put together, we can't really tell. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So, anyway, um, that was our last theory. Yeah. Now we're going to move on to some opinions. Some, like, some kind of like debated opinions some are kind of not debated at all some people no. are like no this is exactly yeah. how it is so um, shall we get started yeah sure okay so the first one we have is that padme was killed by palpatine yes and i literally wrote yes absolutely anyone who says she gave up is so unbelievably wrong in all caps <laughs> like yes yeah. um when i was actually looking up fan theories for the earlier segment I saw mm-hmm. a bunch that said that Palpatine um, used her life force to give life to Darth Vader after. Yeah, I believe I that. I, I believe I, that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, because if you look, if you look at the state of which Anakin is, literally three limbs missing, like yeah. completely burned head to toe, like he is like on the precipice of death, like he is so close to dying when Palpatine comes to pick him up, and. Padme was totally healthy. Like, there was no signs that she was having any problems at all. So I 100% think Palpatine gave Padme's life force so that Darth Vader Especially since she was part of the rebellion the first day. So getting rid of one of the rebellion's major leaders. Yeah, and now he had a way to, like, say, oh, she died in child, right? There's an excuse. Oh, she died in childbirth, which is total bs 100 percent bs padme yeah. fights anything and anyone amidala would not just give up you know no she would not no she wouldn't just give up so that's total bs yeah um so the next one is anakin and padme were bad together which no if anyone in star wars was bad together like was in a bad relationship it's han and leia in my opinion but yeah I disagree, actually. Really? Who do you say? Yeah. I think, I think they, I think Han and Leia and Padme and Anakin have the same vibe. I think they're some of the most, like, accurate depictions of couples in pop culture. Yeah, it's just my whole thing with A New Hope and um, Empire with her, like, you know, them always arguing and then her, like, kissing Luke out of spite and all that stuff. I mean, but that's that's what happens in relationships. True. I mean, not necessarily kissing your brother out of spite for another person because that's just crazy. But <laughs> she like, didn't know at that point. 
No, she didn't. George which Lucas is... didn't know at that point. Let's Nobody knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think they're some of the more accurate relationships because they aren't like they fight, but they stay together through it. It's not like in most movies where couples get in a huge argument, they break up, that's it, and then yeah. they come back together at the end of the movie. You know, that's what happens in every single like rom com. Yeah, every single romantic movie. They're together, they're happy, they're having a good time, big fight, break up, get back together at the end because they realize they're still in love. Whereas with Anakin and Padme, they fight, but it's like they never break up. They yeah. they stay together through it and they work through it together. And I think it's kind of similar. Han and Leia have a different dynamic. Theirs is a little bit more passionate and that's what i was trying to that's what i was talking about earlier right it's yeah. that dynamic of fight 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 and then make out right it's that that so they're so passionate about these two things and they fight just to for fighting's sake yeah which i which like sometimes isn't okay but you know later on in the sequels you do see that they did have like a happy life together and they actually were happy together yeah you until know? their son turned to the dark yeah. side well, well <laughs> yeah <laughs> But, like, you can see that they they love, they really do love each other, and they really are happy together. And so I think, I think it's a similar thing. I think Anakin and Padme weren't actually that bad for each other. I think they're good for each other. Because Padme teaches Anakin patience, and Anakin is able to help Padme, like, with her, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, initiative, I guess? Yeah. Like, be able to start things, right, in the Senate when she's like, this thing isn't right. And he's like, well, why don't you do something about it, you know? Yeah. He's like, he is like sitting on the sidelines being her biggest cheerleader. And he is so, just so infatuated with her and so in love with her. I think it is so adorable. I know, right? That's why for me, their couple goals, not necessarily the fighting. I mean, that happens for everybody, right? Yeah. But for me, it's more of the how how deeply they are in love with each other because no matter what they still stick together even when they have to be apart for t- like months and months on end yeah and when they have to keep their relationship secret and all of that i think that's that's a key like piece to why they work yeah i could talk about this forever so you should just cut me off now because okay. i can keep talking forever <laughs> So the next um, opinion is that why did they keep Luke's real last name when giving him to Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen? Because Obi-Wan knew Luke was stronger with the Force and that Vader was going to come find Luke and that it wouldn't matter if his name was Skywalker or not. Plus, is it not Owen Skywalker? or No, he's, he's no, the... Lars. Lars, that's right. He's okay. the step brother. That's right. That's right. Step brother, not half brother. Why did I think half? I don't know why. I don't know. Um, but my whole but, thing okay, is like still. we both know that like Anakin knew Padme was pregnant. Yeah. So he's gonna go looking for his kid eventually. Yeah. I I don't know. Like I feel like there could have been that assumption that the child died with Padme. Like they didn't know. But. Anakin is so strong in the Force, he'd be able to feel it. He would know. Yeah. Doesn't and like, explain why he waited 19 years. <laughs> I mean, no. Doesn't explain that at all. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Like you, know, like, you know, in that moment when Palpatine tells him that Padme is dead, 
And like the, I think the reason that scene is so like heartbreaking is because through he like can he knows through the force he knows she's gone. You know. Yeah. Like her energy is no longer there, and he knows that. Yeah. You know. So I think I think that's how. I think that's that's why I think they knew it didn't really matter. Yeah. Just a thought. I don't know. This again, these are all our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> like if somebody like pop off in like the comments on YouTube if you want to. If you're like, "No, this is what I think." I would love to hear your guys' I would ideas cuz these are like just hearing ourselves talk about it. We we are very much on the same page about most of these. Yeah. So like um, I would like to hear other opinions if they're out there. Yeah, same. So our last topic is really long. <laughs> like it's oh, like yeah, four pages huge. in our notes. Um yeah, so and it's strap in. Yeah, everybody. strap in. And it's like best and worst moments in feminism in Star Wars. And for those of you who do not know, which I feel like is most People. Almost everybody, yeah. Yeah. Is in my one of my college English classes, we got to write a research paper about anything we wanted, and I chose the title and the topic, Gender Roles in a Galaxy Far, Far Away, and it covered... Which I think is so clever. I just want to say, I think that's so clever. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it was basically covered, like, best and worst moments in feminism in Star Wars, from how the characters were treated to the actresses themselves. And a lot of the upcoming research is from that and more, because there's been a lot more that's happened since it happened, like, since I started writing that. Yeah, I'm sure, because that was, like, what, two years ago? About, so it was, like, 2019. Yeah, and a lot has happened in the last I think few, it was years. the fall semester of 2019, oh, so yeah. we hadn't even gotten Rise of Skywalker yet. No. Which is crazy. Awesome. I'm, like, so excited to hear about some of this. Some yes. of this I, I read, so I, I know some of it, but I'm okay. so excited to hear the rest. And not all of them are bad for the actresses. Yeah. I did mention a lot of the worst More moments. Things. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm going to save the best one for last, even though it's second on our list. Okay. Um, but the first one is Carrie Fisher. And, I mean, I feel like we all have heard that interview that mm-hmm. she had where she talked about when she was brought to George Lucas, when she first tried on the Leia sen- senator gown from mm-hmm. that she wears in the majority of the first movie, mm-hmm. and how he said, you can't wear a bra under that dress. And when she asked why, he went, there's no underwear in space. Yeah. But yet he changed his mind, like, two movies later, slash six years later, when making Return of the Jedi, where she's in a full metal bikini. Bikini? Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess one could argue that a bikini and underwear are not the same, but if there was no if there was no underwear, what is the need for a swimsuit? Yeah. So Exactly. I kind of a moot point in my opinion. And it, they like taped her like they like gaff taped her um breasts down. I was reading like in in the bikini or in the dress? In the dress. Oh, I believe it. To there like is nothing. When I was, I was literally just watching A New Hope today, and there, it's there's like no support flat. there. Flat. There's nothing. Yeah. Which is like, how uncomfortable. I mean, personally, sometimes going without a bra for a day is nice, but going without it for too long, dude, it it's just no. No. You know, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So this next one is Daisy Ridley. I mean, I feel like we oh, all gosh. know about 
all the crap I feel that so she's bad for poor through. Daisy, honestly. She's like she she's like has so said in hate. interviews about how she just stays off of social media. But um she talks about the fan reaction and I wanted to quote um from this article mm-hmm. that literally quotes what she said word for word and mm-hmm. she said that it's changed film by film, like the fan reaction, and with 98% of all reactions, it's been amazing. But the last film being Rise of Skywalker, it was very tricky. And mm-hmm. she even continued to say she felt like all of this love that we'd sort of been shown in the first time around, she went, where did the love go? Yeah, I believe it. People, oh my gosh, at first, like, the whole Star Wars community was, like, super cool about the movies, and they were like, oh, this is cool, we got to we got a girl, female character. All of us ladies were like, woo-woo, you know? And then and she started being called a Mary Sue. I know. Which is like... I, and people were saying that she's way too powerful. Which, like, honestly, you can argue Luke being way too powerful in the You can argue trilogy, Anakin being Anakin way as too well. powerful. Yeah, so why is it that a girl can be... Why is it when they're the same level of powerfulness a girl is called too powerful yeah you know i mean okay when it comes to female characters like carol danvers literally nobody was comparable to her power level no nobody nobody so you knew she was always gonna win whereas with ray it didn't feel that way it felt like she and kylo were pretty evenly matched you know i definitely agree the point right vader and luke are pretty evenly matched Anakin and Palpatine are pretty evenly matched. Yeah. So, I it bothers me that that people say it, that. It bothers she, me too, especially she did nothing like, wrong. She's like a way too powerful pilot. Luke never flew until Luke, yeah. the Death Star blo- being blown up the first time. The first time, and yeah. then Anakin was just a pod racer. Yeah, like he was a racer. He it's wasn't... the exact same storyline, but yeah. it's with a woman. And now that it's with a woman, they think that these problems are problems. When they have been issues the whole time. I literally, when I was watching A New Hope today, I was like, hmm, well, all of a sudden, he's like a master pilot. How'd that happen? <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, okay, Luke. Okay, Red 5. Sure. And then in the next movie, all of a sudden, like not even a year later, he's freaking rogue leader. Like, what? Yeah. How did that happen? It's like barely been, not even been a whole year. Exactly. And he's already a like squadron leader, like high up squadron leader. Like what? Exactly. It, it makes me mad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Same. So this next one, I mean, we're getting into more of the positive ones because I love how she responded. But mm. um, so it's Tia Sakar, who is the voice actress behind Sabine Wren in Rebels, um, along with a bunch of other characters. Um mm in media in general on the day that the season two finale of the mandalorian came out um tia sakar tweeted that as a woman a star wars fan and fan of tv slash film at john favreau and at dave filoni thank you a million times over for giving us 40 straight minutes of badass women kicking ass and taking names and then someone some man came and commented on that being like, you should watch Star Wars because there's always been badass women in Star Wars. You know how she retweeted, Gabby? I'm so excited to hear this. Tell me. I'm so excited. Fun fact. Not only am I really a Star Wars fan, I also happen to be a voice actress of a Star Wars character. 
who ha- just happens to be one of those strong female characters. That doesn't make what I saw in the season finale of The Mandalorian any less thrilling or awe-inspiring. Spectre 5 out. Yes! Yes! Pop off, sis! I, I love that for her. I, I remember, like, witnessing it as it happened, and I was, like, texting my boyfriend, Sean, like, Tia Sakar just popped off. Yes. And, okay, yes, there have always been badass women in Star Wars, but... There has only ever been one badass woman per movie. Yeah, whereas... Until, so you've until seen The, the Mandalorian, sequels. right? Yeah, I've seen okay. The Mandalorian. That season two finale where it's like literally four women just battling an yeah. entire battalion. Which is amazing. That, yeah. Yeah, we've never had that before, right? Each no. movie has only had... Had one, except for except for the sequels in which there was two. Yeah, and then like I mean, you can kind of argue um, with Rebels with Sabine and Hera, but like Hera's a pilot, so she's usually just in the ship, just piloting yeah. away, and then Sabine's over there doing all the like actual fighting. Yeah, and I mean, not to say like, that Hera isn't badass. I mean, yeah, I woman mean, gets promoted to captain. By the end of season one. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly like in Clone Wars with Padme and Ahsoka, right? Yeah. But, I mean, they do two totally very different things. Whereas in the films, right, you just have Padme in the prequels. You just have Leia. You just have Leia. And mainly you have Rey. I mean, Rose is in there, but she is not in there enough. I don't no. know why people hated on her so much. I thought she was perfectly fine. Same. I thought... I liked her a lot. I, love I mean, her. It, it kind of upset me that they kind of put her and Finn kind of together in that kind of weird like I romance thing. I don't like it, but I like I, w- I don't like so, that either. And I'll mention this later, so I'll just I'll ju- I'll just do the thing that I'm gonna mention later. But yeah, um, and the last moment is definitely the best for mm-hmm. women in uh, in the Star Wars fandom and just nerdy culture in general. Yeah. Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano. I had to Ooh. bring her up. We love her. I love Ashley Eckstein. She has been <sighs> amazing. She's amazing. Yes. I love her so much. So I found this whole interview that she did with actually funny enough, the com- or the group is called the Mary Sue. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But they always, like, interview all these, like, badass, like, actresses, especially, like, Ashley Eckstein and other Mm -hmm. women like that. So, for those of you who do not know, Ashley, back in 2008, when she went to go shopping for a Star Wars shirt on her first day working on the Clone Wars animated series, she came empty-handed because at that time, Star Wars merchandise for women was either out of stock or back-ordered, if not just a men's t-shirt put in the women's section. Yeah, which... You know, as much as I love me, my comfy graphic tees, sometimes I want to look cute. Like, I want to wear something nerdy, but be cute, you know, be styling. Exactly. So she did her own research and found that close to half of all science science fiction and fantasy fans are women, and that 85% of consumer purchases are made by women. So Mm -hmm. she went to Lucasfilm, like, woman went to Lucasfilm and was like, hey, can I design merchandise for women because there is a need for that, which is the start of her brand, her universe. Mm -hmm. 
which is now also expanded to our universe as well. Yeah, which oh yeah, I kind of because now she has that. she has a whole line of gender neutral clothing as well. Yeah, which is really cool. But I love her it. universe doesn't just have Star Wars, and it doesn't just have like Jurassic no. Park sci-fi. It also has like a ton of Disney stuff. Yeah, like Alice in Wonderland is the big mm-hmm. one. Alice in Wonderland, the princesses, and everything. And yeah. they're cute and stylish and not done like in a like kitschy kind of weird way. And they just did um their how many ever annual um fashion show that they do. I think this is the I wanna say this is like the seventh or eighth. Okay. I just got That's... the email. I just read the email for this too the other day. I and, I'm um, on the, the Comic Con oh, emails and I just yeah. got it like yesterday. <laughs> Um, and in that, she, um, has people submit different ideas for other fandoms to do, and she always decides, like, one or two that they're gonna add to their plate, and I forget what it is this year. And not only is it a a fashion show, it's also a scholarship program. Yeah. Because it gives, I don't know, don't quote me on this, because I don't know exactly how much, but it is, like, a large sum of money to young designers to go to school, and... If you win the, at least when I went in 2019, I think there was 20 applicants, maybe a few more. Okay. Um, and you win like a, a large sum of money to go to school. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to compete a few times, but I've never had like the kind of fashion like insight to be able to do it you know Same. like as much as I would love to do that and I as much as I love sewing and designing I would never have enough like inspiration to be able to do that on my own so for those of you who have done it that is for and for those who have done it it's just so amazing to me that so many people can come up with such original designs based off of their favorite characters Same. I'm sure this year we're gonna see a lot of Loki branded designs. I was just about i almost dropped my phone but on the her universe website that's the loki outfit that won this year yeah (laughs) that was the first one that came up yeah and the wonderful thing about her universe also is that they have super inclusive sizes oh yeah they have everywhere from like extra small and like a size double zero all the way to five i think i've even seen like a 6x before i've seen a 6x before yeah at the the, the place the place where i work that shall remain unnamed um we have a lot a lot of her universe clothing in our women's section like 90 percent of our women's section is her universe i love it Mm -hmm. um and so we decided that we were going to decide for the character por- portion to come up with our favorite and least favorite moments for some of these strong women in Star Wars. Our list is going to include Ahsoka Tano, Rey Skywalker, and she is a Skywalker, excuse me. Yeah. For those of you who say she's not, she no, is. She is. Um, um, <laughs> Rose Tico, Padme Amidala, and Leia Organa. Yep, and however, before we get started on our opinions and our order, our favorite to least favorite of these women, (laughs) um, I wanted to talk a little bit about how Ahsoka was originally received by fans, because it might surprise you, but she wasn't always as well-liked. I believe it. I mean, I know a lot of people were really upset when they saw that Ahsoka was going to be the main character of Clone Wars. Yeah, so when she made her debut in the 2008 Star Wars The Clone Wars film, which kicks off the Clone Wars animated series, 
Mm-hmm. She wasn't liked at all because prior to that, we had no indication that Anakin had his own apprentice. She wasn't seen in Revenge of the Sith. And she was often very bratty and ing- ignorant in that first yeah. movie. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I ranked her where I did, honestly. Not yeah. necessarily because, I mean, I'll get I'll get into it. Yeah. But however, as um, she started to grow up in the third season, learning from her failures and growing through and maturing, mm-hmm. and a lot of complex narrative arcs like the leaving the temple now with the Order sixty six yeah. one, um, the Mortis yeah. arc, all of those, she became one of the most fan adored appearances or characters, which made her appearance in Clone Wars season seven, Rebels, and even the Mandalorian. So well liked yeah well more because i think because we knew her yeah because we knew her and she became more complex of a character just like anakin and like obi-wan and like padme right they're comp they're interesting because they're complex people they're people exactly so do you want to do your order first for um favorite to least favorite of these strong women for me it's not necessarily an order of like favorite to least favorite for me, it's more of, I think, objectively, who is the most feminist versus the least That's kind of what I did as well. Or, like, the m- best role model versus the worst. Not necessarily the worst, but the least best, you I know? I don't like where you put Ahsoka. I know you don't like where I put Ahsoka, but I put her there for a reason. And this is my personal I don't preference. like this. <laughs> I know. So, I put Rey as, like, the most, like, because... She is the most involved out of any of these ladies True. just because the story is surrounding her. The whole trilogy is surrounding her. And so kind of by default, I felt like I had to put her in the front. Okay. And I also feel like she's the only one who doesn't really end up with a love interest at the end. Like, I mean, yes, there's a little bit of like a like a spark between her and Kylo. And there's and I that mean, weird... With, like Ahsoka. Like there's only like a spark between her and Lux. Yeah, there's that weird thing between her and Kylo, but, like, it doesn't really turn into anything else. Yeah. It kind of, it's just kind of there. Like, it doesn't turn into, like, Anakin and Padme or, like, Finn and Rose. Mm. Mm. I'll get into that later. I mm, I don't like it. <laughs> no. Um. So then next, I put Padme just because she never really stood. I felt like, personally, she never really stood idly by Same. and let things happen to her. She was always really proactive and she was always like ready to fight and take anybody down with her, you know? I also and, put her as my second, so. Yeah, I, I mostly agree. because she was also extremely vocal about things when she felt they weren't right at the risk of her own safety, and at the mm-hmm. risk of her own security. And which is, that's for me, like the epitome of being a role model is yeah. putting what you think is right before yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so next I put Leia just because she is so badass. Plus she was like the original, the original like role model for sci- girls who are into sci-fi and yeah. girls who are into nerdy culture. So which is like, you have to give it up to her, right? Yeah, so I min- I found out when I was researching that essay I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that Leia transformed what a science fiction heroine is with her oh, leadership. Oh, for sure. I'm because sure. Because up until that point, the female heroine was used, like, just used her body as the weapon. Yeah. And for her sure. whole storyline, well, like, and her whole thing is she's a leader. Mm-hmm. She is 
yeah, a leader of people. She like literally in um in Empire Strikes Back, she's the one who's giving all of the orders to all the pilots. She's standing with all of these male pilots surrounding her, giving them all orders and being a leader and being a part of the fight and watching them and making sure they're like doing okay and like that kind of thing, which I think is awesome. And they listen to her. They respect her, you know? Oh, yeah. And she's worthy of their respect because, you know, she doesn't need to use her body to do that. Right? In Empire Strikes Back, yeah, they're on Hoth. She's totally covered up. Whereas in other movies, you know, or other franchises, they'd be on Hoth, but she'd probably still be wearing a tank top and booty shorts, you know? I mean, do you mean George Lucas putting the 14-year-old Ahsoka in a tube top for the first two seasons of Clone Wars? Exactly. Exactly. Makes me mad. Yeah, and like the only the one the one caveat is of course the the gold bikini. Everybody thinks that's the one caveat, but but she I was mean, also like she was kidnapped. forced into slavery, kidnapped. I don't know. That whole situation that is kind whole, of funky yeah. because she would not just like be submissive and go into it like no. without fighting. And we never see any like indication that she fought it. Like we're supposed to assume she just like willingly went, which I'm like, that's total BS, but okay. Yeah. Have you read the um, Leia book? No. Okay. I'll mention that when. I'm okay. Honest. Um. So yeah, that's like the only part that I'm kind of like, eh. But I mean, at least it's realistic for the climate, right? They're in the desert, exactly, right? where it's a million degrees. It's so hot in the desert. It's not like it's some not like of these, she's like superheroes. Outfits. Yeah, yeah. It's Black not Widow. like she's yeah. <laughs> it's not like she's like in the middle of Hoth in a bikini. Like that would make no sense. Yeah. Okay, so the next one I wrote down is Rose. Now I just personally think there is they didn't put her in the films enough to really be able to gauge how like to gauge how feminist or not feminist she is based off of these other ladies because they are so prominent in these films whereas rose is just kind of a background character which makes me sad because i really like her i think she's so cute and i like her character a lot i like how she and her sister have been in that fight yeah and how close ties she had with her sister. Honestly, I'd prefer, yeah. and this is the first time I've thought about this, I'd prefer her to have, like, an Elsa and Anna situation where she don't need a man. She has her sister. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fantastic. I think that would have been so much better than what they did with Finn. Can we get a prequel show with her? That's what I was yes. going to mention later. Can we get a prequel yes. show with her with and her? Rose and her sister. And Poe. I'm here for And Poe. Okay. Because, um... I think in one of the comics when I was researching Rose and like trying to find out how she was perceived, she's in mm-hmm. one of the comics fighting with Poe at one point pre Ray. Yeah, I believe it. I mean they were both they were both on the side of the rebellion. For a long time for both of them. Yeah. All three. So of them. I believe it. So yeah. yeah. So he I think be that would too. be Yeah, I think that'd be cute. Like three best friends. Like not like Can like we get that, please. Yes. Like like, Ron, Harry, and Hermione, but, like, early on, before Ron and Hermione started getting together, you know? Yeah. I want that. Um, and then I put Lise Ahsoka mostly because I think she is, like... You've also only seen Clone Wars. Yeah, I have. I've only, I'm, ba- I'm judging her based off of Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. And I felt this way even in The Mandalorian. I still felt like she was quite reckless in The Mandalorian, and I was kind of like... Mm. So, 
I wrote this whole dissertation about it, basically. <laughs> I know. And then, do you see my rebuttal? I know. I wrote, okay, so although Ahsoka is outspoken she, and, like, brave and super bold and, yes, she's all those wonderful things, she's also really reckless. And she's, like, constantly getting herself into trouble as well as Anakin. And she does do good things. It's not that she's, like, a bad person person or a bad character she does good things and she is a fantastic character again she's a complex character which is fantastic it's great to see such a complex character and it's it's great to see a female or a girl character as one of the like main main characters in that series um but in my opinion i just think padme is like not that i'm trying to compare them but i mean we are comparing them um Padme is just a little bit of a stronger role model, in my opinion. Just because, I mean, okay, Ahsoka's great for, like, sticking to your guns and, like, trying to do the right thing. But a lot of times she goes about it the wrong way, at least in my opinion. Because she breaks the rules a lot and she goes against, like, the chain of command, which, like, in the situation that they're in, doing that kind of breaks down connections and breaks down like what's going on and so not everybody knows what's happening and that's how things go wrong that's how people aren't informed of what's happening and that's how she gets herself into these situations where she's like i'm stuck and nobody can rescue me right nobody can help me which has happened to her many times especially early on in the series this is much more early on not necessarily later no but a lot of like the early early battles especially the first one um Jeez, this is like in the season one. No, this isn't season one. But like, especially that first one when they're fighting. Oh, who is that? I think it's Grievous. I think so. In like the second or third episode of the series. Right. And she goes on her own against what everybody else says to try to go fight Grievous. And it's like, girl, OK, Miss Thing, you, you are, are 14. 14. I also what don't know think- exactly if she's 14. She's definitely a preteen, though. Yeah, you're a young person. What makes you think that you can fight this this guy that your your master hasn't been able to to, to beat? Your your grandmaster hasn't been able to eat? Like, like what? I don't understand. I mean, I appreciate her boldness and her willingness to, like, try. But yeah. she gets herself in so many situations where there is no turning back and she often has to rely on other people to rescue her yeah that's why i put her solo and that's just because i feel like i don't know i want to see her getting herself out of that situation i don't want to see her sitting back and like waiting for anakin to come rescue her waiting for obi-wan to come help her whoever you know yeah. in some cases it was some cases it's padme and others it's Satine. which i mean girls helping girls woo, woo. yes we love it we love that so for me, it's no surprise to anyone that Ahsoka Tano is on my first list. I mean, she's been yeah. one of my biggest role models since I was a kid. Check back to episode 10. She's on my top five comfort characters list. Yeah. Um, I agree with Gabby. I think her, like, her recklessness in the beginning of the show and like movies was a little bit annoying. Thank you. But besides Padme... She's the only one we've really gotten to see grow up. Yeah. She's what, true. 14 in the beginning of Clone Wars? And by the mm-hmm. time, and we see her grow out of her recklessness and learn from her actions into the woman we see in Rebels. 
and who has Mandalorian. Been, and Mandalorian. But I was mostly focusing on Rebels because yeah, I wanted but, to bring yeah. up her Fair. stuff in Rebels. Um, Fair. Because <laughs> we get more of her in Rebels anyway. We get one That's true. I mean, she's in, in like one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in Rebels, she so at the end of the Ahsoka book, because I've also read the Ahsoka book, she joins up with Bill Organa and becomes Fulcrum, this basically, like, person that relays all this important rebellion information for the rebellion to them under a code mm-hmm. name. And she starts up the whole Fulcrum thing and becomes Fulcrum for years, helping out the rebellion behind the scenes. And then when it's discovered that she's actually alive... She fights the Inquisitors, like, one-on-one, who, like, have bested Kanan and Ezra up to that point. And she, like, ends up, like, kicking almost all of their asses. And then she fights Vader himself. Yeah. She has to go and confront Anakin. Yeah. Which I'm sure is a very difficult thing for her to do. I mean... Oh, yeah. Like like I said before I started. Oh yeah, true. Like I said before I started, mine is mostly based off of the Clone Wars. Yeah, because you haven't seen Rebels. Rebels. But that whole scene, it starts with her being like, "I thought I knew the man behind the mask. I guess I was wrong." Something like that. And then he mentions how Anakin Skywalker is dead. Yeah. She's like, "Well, then I'll avenge his death. Avenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi." Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really interesting to he- hear how they talk about, like, Anakin as Vader in, like, like hearing you talk about it now, yeah. versus hearing them talk about it in A New Hope. Because in A New Hope, they make it, like, if you know the story, you're listening to what Ben is saying, because he's still Ben Kenobi at that point. Yeah. Um, you're listening to what he's saying, and he's like, oh, yes, uh... Vader killed your father because he had greed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hmm, it's very interesting. Like, they probably didn't know when they were doing it. But, like, what listening to it, it, no. like, totally makes sense. Yeah. Because, so, in that earlier part, um, Kanan and Ezra have just, like, encountered Vader and were bested by him, of course, because mm-hmm. it's Vader. Yeah. Um, And... They see a Sith presence, and Kanan and Ahsoka feel out with the Force to try to figure out who it is. And that's when she figures out Anakin Skywalker is alive, but Mm -hmm. as Vader. Yeah. And she kind of has to grapple that through the whole series. This man that she looked up to, her older brother, becoming this dark figure that is killing her friends. I was going to say killing millions of people. Killing millions of people, but also, like, people she knows in the Rebellion. Yeah. I mean, it's a very good allegory as to what, what, like, greed and, like, thirst for power can do to a person, you know? Yeah. I mean, not necessarily an allegory, because I guess it is just pretty direct, but... Yeah. It's very interesting. I think it's a very, very strong message. I mean, you can't miss it. It's, like, written in, like, red ink. Yeah. <laughs> so this next one I could go on and on about It is Padme Amidala. She's my number two. Um, she's a strong, badass woman who never, as Gabby said earlier, stands idly by. So mm-hmm. I've read the Padme books. And in them, you get so many great Padme scenes, of course. Um, some of them include her 
with the handmaidens, her learning every single one of their skills, just in case she ever has to go undercover as one of the handmaidens. Mm. And them coming up with ways to trick not only everyone with the whole Queen Amidala situation, the voice, the makeup, Mm -hmm. all that, but her captain of the guards, who's been by her side since she got elected as queen. Like, that is huge. You, I remember you telling me about these not too long ago, and they sound yeah. very interesting. Like, these are definitely books I would read. Yeah. One of my favorite favorite fun facts about about that whole thing is, in The Phantom Menace, it is actually Kira Knightley who plays... Yeah, and she doesn't even know. fake her, and I think is very funny. Same. <laughs> um... And as I mentioned, she never stands idly by. Another scene in the Padme books that shows this is the epilogue for the second one. So the Padme Senate book, we see Sabe post Padme's funeral. Mm-hmm. So Sabe is her main handmaiden. It's Kara Knightley. Kara Knightley, yeah. Phantom Menace. And she's looking at Padme's desk at every plan that she never got to complete, including freeing slaves Mm -hmm. she even sent sabe over to tatooine to try to try to free shmi skywalker at one point in that book Mm -hmm. that like hurts my heart like shmi like shmi and anakin that book is pre her marrying anakin that book is she still sees him as 10 year old him anakin skywalker little baby boy yeah and she's still wanting to go and free this child's mother and sending her most trusted handmaiden. Yeah, that breaks my heart. Yeah. The Padme books get me really emotional. Another scene that makes me emotional is her literally talking with Brea Organa, so mm-hmm. Leia's adopted mother, mm-hmm. about wanting kids someday. Also, a queen. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, we only see her for, like, literally uh, two seconds, yeah. but what a queen. Brea mentions how she wants a daughter, and of course, she, we, she as the readers, know it's the daughter yeah. of this woman she's talking to, but Padme mm-hmm. talks about how she wants kids someday, maybe, mm-hmm. and she even, like, I remember a scene that made me laugh when I was listening to the audiobook at one point. Mm-hmm. She's talking with her handmaidens who are all deciding what they're going to do post Padme leaving being a queen. And one of them talks about how she's going to be a foster mom for twins. And she goes, I can't imagine having twins. <laughs> 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 Let alone how many years later <laughs> she ends up having twins. Oh, that is so funny. It made me laugh. Whoever writes these books is a comedic genius. Oh, yeah. I love... Like the... like an ironic... Like yes. the, the type of stupid irony humor. I yeah. love that. Same. Um, my next one is Leia. Um, she's so strong and powerful. Again, when I was researching it, she transformed to what it means to be a science fiction heroine with her mm-hmm. leadership. And... Yeah. I mean, like, we... like. My whole caveat with this is, like, her whole storyline has to do with relationships she's in, even though we do see her be a leader. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see her comfort Luke after he lost Obi-Wan, when the same day she lost not only her parents, but the entire planet to the Death Star. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think part of it could be that 
considering the like recentness of the situation i know especially for 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 women sometimes they like don't want to show their feelings so they like bottle it up and like wait to be in private to grieve so i mean we there's also a like section of time where we don't see her in the cell by herself i know so that could definitely be part of it when she's like grieving we just don't see it possibly that i mean that doesn't take away from the fact that yeah she is like comforting him even though like her whole family and like people all just got blown up (laughs) but yeah there's also a chunk of time Um, where she's by herself that we don't see i love how i keep bringing the books into this but (laughs) and i'm here like i don't know (laughs) so we get a leia book and it's 16 year old her finding out that bail is the leader of this rebellion and her joining it and mon mothma is like her like she's like her aunt like how close mm-hmm. her and Mon Mothma are, That's and cute. Mon Mothma is the reason that she wants to go into like this leadership for the rebellion. That's really cool. We get to see their relationship develop, which makes me happy because they're like the only two women there. Yeah, yeah. In the original trilogy. Yeah. Um. You also get to see her interact with a young Haldo. Is that the pink hair lady from Last Jedi's name? You know who yes. I'm talking about? I think the one that gets so. blown up. Not I think blown I know up, who you're. But in the ship, and let me look. But yeah, you get to see her interact with her and see how long that they've been friends. Because Leia is 16 in that. Yeah, her right with the purple. Yeah, purple hair. Yeah, purple hair. Okay. Um. Plus, another moment I just thought of. She fully leads Ezra and Kanan. She's like 16. She's just started this rebellion thing. And she mm-hmm. leads Kanan, who has been an, a Jedi and all that in part of the rebellion from mm-hmm. a long time. Plus Ezra, someone who is literally her age, because he's born on Empire Day. She's born the day after Empire Day. And Stop. he's born on Empire Day. They're That's the same crazy. age, and she's bossing him around and like telling I believe him it. what to do. I mean, she is so, she's such a, like, she's so compelling. You can't just, like, not listen to her. Exactly. But, yeah, like, they're so close in age. It it blows my mind that Ezra and Leia are the same age in that episode. I think, I think it would have been cool if, like, I mean, there probably is one person in, like, the original trilogy that was, like, base like they were like mm, that's the guy we're gonna make Ezra like I'm sure that if you look carefully you could find somebody who looks similar I don't know because so with us like researching all this stuff with Enigma mm-hmm. Lothal is so in the outer rim it's pretty much like in the like outskirts of even like territories that were part of mm-hmm. the um the Republic or even the Separatists it is so far away from the Clone Wars that it's like, bye bye. Never mind then. <laughs> I was gonna say like when it's they're on Hoth, it's kind of close to like, like... Muriel or um, um, List a hole, kind of that whole that oh, part of the galaxy. Way out yeah. there. Oh shoot. Okay. Never mind then. I take back what I said. I only know this that because I was like, where is Lethal? <laughs> this That's is the what only happens I when I talk about things I don't know that much about. <laughs> know about it because i was like where is lethal when i looked up like a map of the galaxy for mm-hmm. enigma to see where yeah 
I mean, I mean, it could be argued, though, that, like, if there were, like, a, you know, like on Hoth, Hoth is pretty out there. Yeah. Um, like, if there were I mean, a we do get a senator there, for them. Yeah. So. I mean, if, if there were a battle there, I mean, who's to say that Ezra wasn't, like, with, like, if, if she was friends with, with, or if Leia was friends with Ezra, like, who's to say she wasn't like, yo, come help us out on Hoth, we need you, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, he, it's Though plausible. he is... Though he is kind of gone by that point. Oh. Well, never mind. Because, I mean, do you know that he's kind of disappeared? No. <laughs> we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, My next one is Ray. I mean, my opinions are the exact same as Gabby's. She's the yeah. first female and, like, female to have the plot centered around her in one of the trilogies. And she doesn't need a man. Yeah. And then Rose, I've already talked about it. I wish we got to see her and her sister interact more about than just hearing it. But I do yeah. love that she will do what needs to be done for the rebellion and is keeping her sister close in memory with the necklace and the pendant. Yeah, I, I agree. Like we said, I would really love to see a uh, a prequel show or like short film or something about yeah, her like and her sister. Yeah, like we're getting one with Cassian Andor for Rogue One. Can we get one with Rose? Yeah, please. At Lucasfilms. I mean, Lucasfilms did just cancel the show I was, one of the shows I was looking forward to, so. Cry. Well, it's because, so it was the, I forget, why am I forgetting the name of it? But it's the Republic Squadron 1. Squadron 1. Oh, yeah. They were going to do one based on them. Mm -hmm. And originally it was supposed to be Cara Dune as the lead, but of course, all that drama happened. So, and she got fired. So then they were reworking who was going to be the lead for that show, and they decided it was going to be Hera, but then canceled the show. Mm. So we almost got a live-action Hera-based show. That would have been cool. Yeah. But again, that would have been too much green makeup to pay for to make. I mean, okay, if they could put Elphaba in green makeup eight shows a week on Broadway, true. I'm sure they could do it for Hera. True. I mean, eight shows a week on Broadway for 15 years? 15? Crazy. Something like that? Yeah. Anyway. Yep. That's, that's, those are our thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's our thoughts about all things Star Wars. Da, 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 <laughs> da. I'm like, I don't know. What else, what else can we talk about while we're sitting here? I mean, we still have Who, a little bit of time. So, I do know that. Like, we just talked about some of our favorite women, but of mm-hmm. the women we haven't talked about, like Sabe or um, Satine, Kira or Satine. My queen. Who's your favorite? Satine. Satine. <laughs> I mean, she's not, she's not like, she's not meant, she's not in the show too much. She's only in a few, like a handful of episodes, but in those handful of episodes, I love her. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. I know I asked I the mean, question, but I'm trying to think. I, mean, I think like, mine is Sabe because of the books. Yeah. She's our first LGBTQ representation of a main ooh. character. Ooh, ooh. She goes Fair. on a date with a woman in the show. I love that or for in her. in the books. I love that for her. Happy. I mean, Padme kind of ruins that relationship, but it's fine. <laughs> Padme, how rude. <laughs> I, mean, but I mean, Sabe is literally undercover as Padme, and Padme, you know, looks like Kara Knightley, so (laughs) she's, like, awkward, like, I didn't know that this was a thing. 
And then... And she's like, oops. <laughs> and then she accidentally breaks them up. Oh, okay. So it wasn't on purpose. Okay, fine. That's okay. No. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, Accident it happens. happens. But like, in regards to... In regards to Satine... First of all, another fantastic female leader. I mean, she's just yeah. like Leia in that sense, right? Where we see her, she runs her own freaking planet, which is like crazy to think about. Like running a planet, whew, so much work. Oh yeah, oof. And I mean, my my Enigma character is based off of her, so like, I come mean, mine's on. based on Padme. So, so like, I kind of have to like say she's my other favorite. I mean, mostly because she is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. all I really have to say um, about it. <laughs> I also love I'm I love how I just set up like three women at the same time. <laughs> You're like, oh, and also her, and also um, her, Sabine Wren. Yeah, love her. Um, another major role model, just like Kara Sindula. Those are I'll just say them both at the same time. Um, spoiler alert for Bad Batch. Are you gonna say Omega? No. I, oh, I mean, okay. I'm going to say Omega. She's my third one. But we got to see baby Hera oh, that's in cute. Bad Batch. And her relationship with Omega is so cute. Made me cry. <laughs> made me so happy. But you see her be a leader, and she's, like, I think, like, 12 or 13. Like, she's in early teens, like, same age as Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And you see her be a leader from the first time you see her. I like to think. Show. I like to think that, like, Satine and... Um, well, I mean, I mean her... we know Padme is like that, but yeah. like I like to think that Satina is kind of a similar thing. Yeah, and definitely Leia for sure, as you've mentioned. Oh yeah, and then Hera, of course. I mean, her father is literally the leader of the rebellion for yeah her planet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sabine, I love her so much. I mean, she uses her creativity to fight. That's awesome. I love that. Because she, she uses, like, explosives and, like, all the colors to fight. So she, like, every time you see her gone, it's, like, mm-hmm. fireworks. With I all love the that, yes. It kind of reminds me, that kind of reminds me of, like, Honey Lemon, where she has, like, the, yes. um, she She like gives me elements. very, like, Honey Lemon vibes, but, like, not the personality, just, like, the... The fighting style. The fighting style, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Honey Lemon gets her little colorful balls yeah. and she gets to throw them. And she's like, I saw this thing. This is totally <laughs> off topic, but really quick. And she, like, actually types in the elements yeah, she on does. the little keypad and, like, in her brain thinks of it. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, and Sabine, like, knows all these languages and, like, it really helps them, like, yeah. out in battle. You so, know. conclusion, being smart is cool. Yeah. Plus, I love her voice actress and how sassy she was to talk to men. <laughs> really quick, one last thing before we leave. Okay. Um, this is just a general Star Wars thing that I've noticed that, like, has really bugged me. Is that anytime somebody says, uh, may the force be with you, there's, like, no response. And every Same. time I'm sitting there, I grew up Catholic, so anytime somebody says, you know, peace be with you, it's the, and also with you. So every time somebody says, may the force be with you, I'm sitting on my couch going, and also with you. Same. <laughs> like, I grew up Lutheran, so. <laughs> but same. 
Um, yeah, it's like that John Mulaney yeah. quote that, like, somebody was in church and said, oh, and also, you should have some. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, my last one is Omega, because Bad Batch. Um, I love her so much. Oh, it's, sorry, I totally interrupted that. Oh, it's totally fine. <laughs> that I totally It is totally you. fine, Gabby. I'm so sorry. No, I understand. You're on your pain meds. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, Omega, again, Omega and Hera's relationship killed me when I saw it. I, you should ask Alex. He was watching the most, or two episodes now ago, when we got to see their relationship. And Omega goes something about how the Bad Batch are her brothers. And Hera goes, watch over them. They need it. Aww. And just, like, the Bad Batch, like, protecting her and just being great. That, like, hurts I, my heart. I, I love I don't Omega. even know who they are, and it hurts my heart. I love Omega so much. Oh, my gosh, girl, don't cry. I'm going to. I it's know. Fine. I can see the tears, like, welling up in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I love Omega so much. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. like whatever the name of the character is that they've also added for um, Bad Batch. She's like the like person giving them all their missions. I don't like her at all. I don't know. I think her name is Sid. She, no. I don't like her. And this Fair. last episode was very heavily revolves around her and I could not care less. You should ask Alex. I was literally on my phone the entire episode. (laughs) I mean, earlier, before you started saying that, I was going to say, well, that seems like a lovely place to wrap this up. Yep. There it is. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. Gabby, would you like to tell our lovely audience what we will be chatting about next week? Yeah, next week we're going to be talking about... So many Harry Potter topics. We're going to be sorting a bunch of different characters from a bunch of different franchises into all of the Hogwarts houses, which were like, ooh, ooh, the lists are enormous, you guys. These yeah. lists are huge. Yeah. We're um, even going to be um, sorting Star Wars. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, tune in next week. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be talking about some fan theories and some of our unpopular opinions, just like we did this week with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and now on YouTube as well for our video. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you think about the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. Our music is by our amazing friend, Maddie Macon. And our editing is by the wonderful and lovely Carolyn's Meyer. As always, thank you for tuning in. Bye! Bye.